about to hear one of my all-time favorite podcast conversations. My guest and I touched on rock bottom, connecting to nature, having a healthy outlet, the brain and heart connection, routine action and tracking, and monitoring consumption. Great topics, and we touched on a lot more than that. So if you enjoy, all I ask is for you to drop a rating and to share the podcast with a friend. It takes five seconds. I appreciate you. And for anyone new, I do three styles of episodes. This podcast is me aiming to positively influence as many lives as I possibly can. So the first style of episode is a conversation with another like-minded individual. It's not an interview. It's a conversation. And I ask some questions, but for the most part, we're just building a authentic human connection, speaking freely on what has helped us. And another style is me ranting just five to 20 minutes, expressing the inner dialogue, the, the things that I've used in my life to help myself completely 180 my direction. And once I get some questions, you could send questions into askjustin at myyahoo.com. I'll address those questions in podcast episodes and threads. So enjoy the conversation. I appreciate you. Let's go. Well, I was depressed and uh, traumatized from uh, the things that happened in my childhood. Basically, what happened is uh, my father uh, killed himself and I went into like when I was 12 years old and I went into some kind of a depression spiral you know i was avoiding emotions and i was just uh, bottling them down and then and this happened for like 12 years and uh, it bottled up and uh, just uh, all kind of bad things happen mental illness blah 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 and then uh after 12 years a really bad thing in college happened that uh, like uh, crushed me and i had to pay a lot of money because of my uh, big failure and just everything uh, came together you know just uh, my life my addictions uh, failure at college and everything and it hit me like a baseball bat if something if that makes sense and then uh, i fell into the and i i saw the truth and i fell in and i accept when that happened i accepted that i'm depressed and everything like that and i accepted what is happening with my life and on that journey uh, well on the journey i found out my true cause and what i want to do with my life and on that journey i found out uh, connection with the higher self i i am absolutely a bit speechless with what you've had to go through i i but the saying that God gives the the largest demons, the toughest challenges to the strongest people, I think that is very true in your experience. And I'm curious, what was the process of beginning to accept that you were damaged, that you had internal issues? How did you begin to accept that and start to make correct decisions to to get yourself out of this negativity well um, to be honest i i i don't remember this the process but uh, 
some awareness happened. I, I don't know. I don't know how that how did it start, but uh, like I saw just how bad my life is. And then I started uh, like uh, actually, you know what? Uh, it started a few years before. My, the self-improvement journey started a few years before before the crash happened. Uh, I, I found out that, uh, okay, I, I don't know uh, in my Croatian language, I didn't know how to express my thoughts. So then I, I was thinking, okay, I'm stupid and uh, I don't know how to express my thoughts. Okay, let's start reading books. And then uh, I started with reading books. Mm. How did I realize I'm stupid? I'm, I mean, uh, how did I realize I need to improve? Is uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know where that awareness started. But but I think uh, <clears> it's <throat> something that people are born with. M and many people more than uh, others. If that makes sense. Yeah, I felt that way. I didn't realize it. I wasn't aware of it until maybe a couple years ago. I'm not sure. Kind of like how you were explaining. It's not some oh, this was the day, this was the moment. It doesn't really happen like that. But I, I had this feeling for most of my life that I was different or misunderstood or I had trouble understanding myself, just like you're kind of referring to. We were not able to articulate our thoughts and, our, and be precise with our language. So kind of we, we perceive ourselves as uneducated or not as clear as we would like to be. And going back to being a deeper thinker, I, I think everyone does have that conscious voice, but what seems to be happening in our society is the average Joe has so many inputs, so much distraction that the conscious voice, the higher self is clouded out. And when we just have so many inputs that we can't even listen to our, our deeper voice that's how we kind of fall into ruts and fall into a disastrous position in life where we look at ourselves and we're like, how did I get here? And how did I become so addicted or hurt or all these tougher situations? But this rock bottom, that's what I like to call it. I believe most of the people who are meant... I, Everyone definitely has a purpose, but everyone's purpose is unique to themselves. But I, I know in my personal experience, had I not hit a rock bottom, I would never have bounced off that rock bottom and began the journey that I'm on today. Does Is it similar for you? Do you yeah. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. I mean... Uh... Yeah, without uh, if I didn't hit rock bottom, none of this would happen. And I, I, I just uh, saw some or I read something just today. Where uh, how much you fall down is that much you're gonna go up. Some kind of chart with uh, the rock bottom, but absolutely, I view it as like uh, Batman from the. Uh, did you see the Dark Knight? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. 
with the Bane and uh, Christopher Nolan. Yes. The third part. Yeah, I view it like that. You know, he 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 falls into the pit, and he he needs to like climb out of the pit. But uh, he he has to lose the rope in order to get out. You know, and that's like a metaphor I use. I like metaphors a lot because when we're trying to share a message, something powerful, not everyone is on that same. It's it's weird because humans have so much in common, but the way that we have gone through personal experiences, the way we were raised, the environment, um, you're the first person I've ever spoken to who has had a parent commit suicide and i know for a fact that that has skewed who you are in a way that not everyone has to deal with but at the same time you're a human and there are these similarities like if you are exercising you're reading you're meditating journaling communicating with positive people you're going to feel good even though that you you've had that unique and um, daunting experience, there are these common actions that each individual can participate in it, that no, no matter what you've gone through, it is going to help you. And I think that's important to spread that message that no matter what you've gone through, you can heal. You can. Yeah. True. Be- and, beautiful. Sorry. It, well, I appreciate that. And I, I guess we can lean into more of a transition. What are some of the recommendations or activities that have helped you the most in in healing yourself? Hmm. Uh, so, well, one, okay, three are musts for, I think, every human. Well, uh, first, I would say uh, reconnect with nature. I mean, uh, we lost our, uh, I mean, our ancestors were living within nature. They were living with nature. And now we're like always closed into four walls every time. I mean, uh, you go to hang out with someone, you're closed in four walls. You go drink coffee with someone, you're closed in four walls. You work in, in four walls. You train in four walls. You're always in in uh, uh cement i i don't know the english word for it but yeah i mean return back to nature that's crucial uh return that connection and uh, that will help you uh return the connection to yourself which is also uh, one of the most important things uh, that every man needs to do uh, that every person needs to do in their path on uh healing just uh, you need a lot of uh, well what helped help me is a lot of uh, silence and a lot of my own space and time just uh, so i can understand myself better and uh, that i can understand where do these problems come from self-awareness and uh, that's the second well i said like three main things that i just blurred that out <laughs> But okay, I'm I'm just gonna uh, add uh, a few things. Uh, well, one is uh, also it is important to express emotion, and uh, the trauma is basically a locked up emotion, and uh, you need a way to express them. 
So uh, writing and journaling is not only great a great way to express your emotions, but it's a great way to build uh, your brain power and it's a great way to know yourself. So that's crucial. Training movement, uh, that's also one of the things. Uh, healthy diet is, I mean, uh, I don't know how much you uh, your public has uh, heard about leaky gut. But it's not a common common uh, theme, like it's getting mainstream. Basically, what happens is uh, your gut, uh, if you eat uh, bad food, your brain is bad because, uh, you know, uh, your gut is connected to your brain and, uh, I don't know, micro things in your gut. Uh, if you put bad stuff in it, they're going to be bad and that's going to affect your brain, basically. So you need clean diet. See, I, I began to realize over time how connected everything is. What you just mentioned, all of the things are connected. If you eat bad, you're going to have a harder time training. If you don't have a healthy outlet, you're going to run to addictions, substances, external things that are attempting to suppress your emotions, which negatively affect your mind and your dopamine system, which affects how you act and what you do each day. So it's all so beautifully a full circle. And when we eat the right foods, we train, we have a healthy outlet, journaling conversations just like this. Um, training to express see see there are are so many different outlets you you need the mental intellectual outlets but you do need physical outlets too and they both intertwine but it, it's really this beautiful confluence of healthy activities and something that i i've noticed when i first started to work on myself I had this feeling, I'm pretty sure anyone who's worked on their self has, is, oh, this has helped me a lot. Now I'm super excited. Let's share this with other people. But the, the hard thing is <clears throat> you have to be very gentle and very persistent in trying to help others shift and make changes because no human likes to be told what to do. No human likes to hear, you should do this, you should do that. So we have to figure out a, a unique and gentle way to share what has helped us heal. And I, I don't have a simple answer for that. I think it comes down to rather than saying you should, leading, leading your friends, your family to the answers via questions, asking intelligent, specific, detailed questions and just trying to push them toward the answers because when someone comes up with the answer themselves 10 times more powerful than you saying hey you should do this yada yada and i know you're acting with we are acting with good honest intention when we give recommendations but people just don't like unsolicited advice and i know i took that on a bit of a tangent but hey that's what I like to do. I like to go on rants. So what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what can I... Uh -huh. Okay, well, uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. In my coaching, basically, whenever I told someone to do something, they didn't do it. <laughs> it never works. <laughs> so, yeah, questions and just uh, curiosity. Just being curious and not uh, not leading uh, somewhere. Just being curious and helping uh, another person to dig into themselves. This is what... Uh, this is what at least brings my uh, my clients to to their solutions, which they act upon. And I also wanted to say, you know, you mentioned uh, we tried. Uh, everyone tries their own way to help other people bring awareness or do something that's gonna help them. And it's like a big, uh, big question: What can you do? You know. And uh, one of my mentors. I mean, he's not, uh, he's my mentor, but he never met me. I study him on YouTube, right? <clears throat> Some Serbian guy from the village. Crazy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he said, like, the biggest changes happen with with some new device. Like, uh, I forgot the word, but uh, how do you say it? I won't Google it. But uh, like a light bulb from uh, Tesla or whoever made it uh, changed change human consciousness because uh, before light bulb you had to go uh, into bed in like 9 p.m but now you can stay the whole the whole day mm -hmm. and uh, the, this is and i read uh, the last <clears throat> interview from tesla and he mentioned that he, he also with his uh, devices with his brains and his ingenuity he also wanted to raise the consciousness of the people so the same thing that we're trying to do he did with uh, that we're trying to do with questions and coaching. Uh, he did with uh, engineering, so that's interesting. I like that because there's always different vehicles to get to a similar conclusion, and I think what I'm so drawn to, and you're doing a similar pathway where we're creating content online, is this realization that the internet was not around forever, that we have a new opportunity to reach all around the world. This, this was not happening 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Yeah. So we are hopping onto what seems to be the most opportune vehicle to share and change lives. And whether it's through engineering or coding or social media leverage, there are different ways to reach and change lives, but the whole premise of being a human, it, it, I'm 23. I did not realize this until, I don't know, six months ago, maybe a year ago. We need to serve other human beings, whether it's through being a, a head coach on a sports team. The, what I just realized is I'd much rather take it from the local level, my local community, rather than coaching a football team, I want to reach all around the world because this opportunity is new. It's here. And we would be foolish not to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just tell me a little bit about what you would frame your big picture purpose as. I know we just went over serving other humans. We're both into coaching and guiding, but just give me a bit of information or some, some authentic, 
how do you feel about your bigger picture purpose? You can go anywhere and everywhere with that question. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, the, the, that ties with the, the last uh, question. The last uh, thing I spoke about with, the te uh, with Tesla and curious things about uh, how uh, to raise awareness uh, and help people. I mean, yeah, my purpose is basically to uh, this knowledge that helped me and this knowledge that I received to transfer on to other humans, but then help uh, and help uh, to change the world as much as I can. And honestly, I, I would like to be significant. I would like to be known. That's honest. But uh, how will I do it? Well, I wanna. I, I, well, right now I'm writing a book about uh, like trauma and how to survive it and mental issues and everything like that. But now I came to the like realization. Now it hit me that I mean uh, most of my stuff, stuff and the uh, and the things I write is, is like not. Uh, it's almost everything is into uh, intuitional intuition you know and uh, not uh, almost nothing is scientific like uh, my modern science okay i use uh, carl young and uh, things like that but there's no data and there's no real thing so i'm a little bit scary about how will, how will my thoughts be received because i'm not really a science guy i'm more like an intuition guy so yeah that's what makes it scary but my plan is uh, to help people uh, through books and through written knowledge and i want to film uh, in the future i want to film youtube videos i just want to give everything that i have and then i can move out to the village uh, to to nature uh, get a dog get a couple of animals get a family and just uh, die in nature but, i mean just give everything and i'm done you know <laughs> it's, it's like uh, it's like David Goggins uh, talked about it. Uh, what motivates him? He he feels that if, when he dies and he goes to to the judge, he feels that uh, he, I mean, he told him that he didn't accomplish the things he needed to be, and that's uh, what uh, one of my fears as well is just uh, to to not do what I'm or what I'm made to do. And and the writing of the book, the scary feeling that comes with that due to a lack of scientific knowledge and statistical data, you know, I think there have been so many great books written and I bet you, I bet you more than half of the greatest books ever written were derived from intuition. So I urge you to keep going with that because, you know, science is awesome and statistical data is to be respected, but there we are living in 2023 and there has not been a scientist who has been able to prove that the brain is responsible for human consciousness. So there's obviously, there's something deeper than just simple, not simple. There's something deeper than science and data. Like when we move our hands and we're talking, there's no reason behind that. That is just our body. I don't know. And the same thing with our com complicated bodily organs 
think about this. Like our creator, who whoever crafted up humans, the universe, had to be so articulate, so brilliant to make this complex human being. Like we are not just our brains. What operates, what, what we're moving with is this whole spinal cord system. And we just are so, so infinitely complicated that I rock with intuition. I'm a huge fan of trusting your gut and listening to the unseen type of things because, but, but at the same time, I also do not think it's healthy to stray to any extreme. If you go too far into just intuition and you lose the physical touch with reality, that's not good. And same with the vice versa. If you're all science, no higher self, no belief in a bigger picture vision, no belief in, in a God, that's not healthy either. So it's this tight balancing rope that we really have to learn with personal experience and observation. But I love the point you made about your purpose really comes down to anticipating how you're going to feel at the end of your life. That has been so instrumental for me, and I'm glad we're both feeling in tune with the David Goggins because I love David Goggins. And I know it's not just me and you because that is one of those drivers for, for powerful humans, successful humans. Sure, I want to be known as well, but I am not doing this for fame. I'm doing this because I don't want to regret. I don't want to know I had something to share when I'm 70 and 80 and then come to that realization that I never let the sun, the light inside of me out. And it's it's very important for us to push through those fears. You mentioned having that scary feeling about how people will receive your book. Well, sometimes we do have to bet on ourselves. And I think it's very important to just bet on yourself. And that, that goes into trusting your intuition too. Beautiful, man. You're, you're uh, really uh, know how to put things into words. I appreciate that. <laughs> That, yeah, with, that's a great compliment thank you yeah with 23 years uh, young uh, awesome man and yeah uh, as as you said uh yeah i'm i'm starting i'm i'm betting on myself and uh just uh but uh what i wanted to go back earlier the the thing that you mentioned between intuition and uh yeah, you cannot go too much into intuition and you cannot go too much into uh, scientific. It's like uh, uh, brain and heart. I see it as a brain and heart. Uh, you have to be the master of both in order to be like us, in, in order to achieve, I mean, control over yourself or self-mastery. Because if you're into uh, too much into intuition, you lack borders, you, you lack... Substance is the maybe is the right word maybe it's wrong but you you you're ungrounded you float in unknownness and you need to ground yourself with some sort of well physicality or I mean that that's the difference between like mental uh, with brain and heart uh, how I see it and if you're too much into the brain 
you disconnect the emotion. <clears throat> you disconnect the wonder of the world. And uh, probably you disconnect the fire that you have. But okay, this is my two-piece. It's a good two-piece. And the, the physical, I, I spoke about this in a video recently. If you get too far into spirituality before getting your bills paid, before having a career or at least a job that's keeping the food on the table, you're in for a bad time. <laughs> and that that's why we do need this balance. You, you want to have these these physical routines like journaling and waking up at the same time going to bed at the same time getting sunlight in the morning not being yeah. on screens all day um the big the big one of just getting out in nature being connected even if you know we're wearing shoes like in the summer I'm barefoot like all the time, as much I can possibly be. I'm barefoot grounded on the earth, but in the winter and the colder seasons, I don't get that. And that's okay. So we at least have to do what we can. That's a huge thing we should, we should talk about because I struggle with this. And I know a lot of other people have gone through a similar struggle is the need, the want for perfection and kind of taking a step back and recognizing, okay, I made a small improvement there. Sure. I stumbled right there. I recognize it. I'm not going to do that again. Maybe I look myself in the mirror and say it multiple times, what I'm not going to do again, looking myself in the eyes, speaking it verbally, getting the words out loud. The, when you, when you speak words out loud, so much more powerful than just thinking thoughts in your head. And so so just give me a little bit about how you would advise people to not focus on perfection, but to appreciate the growth that they're making. Good question. Well, basically, <clears throat> there's a few things uh, I do. And... Uh, one of the habits that I do when that thing happens, when, you know, you, you chase perfection and you fail, which happens to us all, is uh, look back at, uh, I, I have data and everything, I track everything, you know, and then look back, look back at where you came from. Just look back at your improvements. Look back two years ago, if you have that data. Look back where you started and where you are now. And it, it will be shocking to you that you're like, uh, what happened to me? Uh, I think yesterday or, or someday. Um, is that, uh, yeah, I, I felt like uh, that thing happened. You know, I, I failed and I felt bad. And then I look back mm -hmm. and like, uh, wait a minute. Just, uh, you know, calm yourself down. Even in your bad days, you're able to do everything that you need. You know, you're able to keep your consistency. Just remember how much, uh, I mean, I don't have to go through the books now because it's like I did it so much. It's in my brain now. But uh, I just look back in my in my former self and I, I just, then it all, all became like, okay, the, uh, when I look back, the negative feelings do not, that negative feeling does not go away. But I'm able to be calm. 
you know I, i'm able to not uh hurt not uh, hurt myself with, with the inner dialogue you no know, i'm able to stop that inner dialogue <clears throat> Uh, looking back, also a great uh, thing that helped me a lot is uh, five short uh, achievements. Name five short achievements before you go to sleep. Mm. So everywhere, every day, even if you had a bad, bad day, name five short achievements. So you have to look at that little improvements, which is key. I'm a fan. That is one of the, the small activities. I love small sub or less than 10 minute activities that really help our moods throughout the day because even the the highest performing individuals let's say they're they're very smart they have the money they're in great physical shape those people still have negative moments but what they've done is they've crafted habits and structures that when they have that awareness what what you mentioned is you you notice your inner dialogue and you don't continue to dwell. You've built a mindfulness and awareness where you can catch yourself before you fall into the cycle of negative thinking. And it's just a positive feedback loop. Good things, you get more good things. Negative thinking, more negative thinking. And I heard this from Jordan Peterson yesterday that we actually cannot differentiate between negative inner dialogue and negative emotion. So that was like a slap in the face to me because I focus a lot on how we speak to ourselves, the language we use inside of our heads. Like a simple example, I would recommend my whole audience, anyone and everyone, Stop using the words try, can't, wish. These words, they imply that the thing that you're talking about is impossible. I'm going to try to do it. No, say I, I will do it. I can't do that. How about I'm working toward doing that? And wish, it, it, it just, in, it means that you are not taking action. A wish is a dream. A dream is bullshit. So if you're going to take action, it's a goal. You're going to break it down. Even if it's a huge goal, you're going to break it down into smaller daily and weekly steps. And yeah, that, that really all sprouts from tracking and documenting. If you don't know you have areas to improve, how are you going to improve? You're not going to. We, so yeah, let's transition into something around that topic of building our awareness, recognizing that there are areas that we can get better, even when we've improved. How do you do that? How do you recognize where you could improve? Hmm. Good question. I got to I got to think about it. But um, well, I have like weekly goals. That I uh, and I have like, yeah, in weekly goals, I see um, I set some improvements. Uh, also, it helps me uh, build awareness. I don't know if I'm going the right way, but basically, uh, a lot of writing also helps me because then I can uh, see where I'm making mistakes. I, I, I have like, uh, look back at your at your day writing journaling and i have like a productivity journaling 
and this is what helps me like uh, okay this was the day how was the day things like that and this is uh, where where i can catch myself making mistakes and i have like a, a whole notebook where i track everything how much i worked and uh, what things i need to do but basically just tracking tracking weekly goals uh, writing journaling tracking my productivity basically tracking my life and when i'm tracking my life i can see okay this was not good this was not a good day uh, what can i change and on a weekly basis or a monthly basis i change it in, in this really hits home the point of you mentioned earlier that solitude was one of the pieces that helped you realize helped you change your life and when we're so distracted see for me i my high school life was not bad i did not have a, a rough childhood it wasn't perfect my dad was not around but it wasn't bad but the thing is, in high school, I was always with friends. I was never alone, never, ever in solitude. And it hit me hard when I, I, I stopped hanging out with those same friends because I realized we weren't aligned with a longer-term vision. I, I stopped with the girl that I was with because the same reason. And quickly, I found myself completely alone. And I... I thought for maybe a year or two that I was lonely, very, very hard. That's what I would consider as my rock bottom, even though it wasn't too extreme of a rock bottom. Emotionally, internally, I was suffering. I, I was at a rock bottom. And what helped me so much was that solitude. I began to listen to, to podcasts and essentially like you mentioned, your mentor, you don't know him physically, but all the people I listened to for those couple years and continue to listen to via podcast, they are my mentors and my teachers. They are my new friends. And, you know, you need, you need real communication. And that's what Twitter has really done for me, along with other things like the gym. Like you need physical friends, but you also do not have to know someone physically to build a great relationship. So these podcasts, they've helped me so much. I, I changed my input from, from distractions and, and girl and friends who were not focused on positivity, but more so veering down a slippery slope of substances and addictions and that type of um, Monday through Friday, eh, life is... And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're just numbing ourselves, suppressing our emotions. That That's the type of group that I had to get away from. And it caused me a lot of pain separating from them, but so thankful I did. So thankful. But it really comes down to solitude. Solitude is where you find yourself. And Something that I do want to bring back into the conversation because I love this for myself as well is different categories of journaling. So a few that I have is a wins journal where at the end of the day, I write down my wins, just like your accomplishments. Another one is limiting beliefs. I'll take some negative beliefs and I'll rewrite them into positive, encouraging beliefs. Um, just a gratitude journal. That one's just, it's simple and it's helpful. And 
I, the last one has slipped my mind, but the point is I kind of like to alternate one day. I'll do one. Then the next day I'll say, what did I not do? Or what did I do last? Not last. What, how do I phrase this? What did I do the longest ago, the fur, furthest into the future? That's the best way I can phrase that. But I'll cycle through these different journals and it, it's powerful. It really is. So do you have any any thoughts about that? Uh, well, uh, what you said about the solitude, yeah, absolutely. I forgot. The, I want to mention it again. Yeah, Solitude is the most important thing to catch to build awareness and to catch your mistakes and to understand yourself. Okay, uh, the the journal, uh, the journaling thing. Well, I have like uh, it's interesting. I I didn't hear. I I don't. Uh, I didn't hear about that kind of journaling that you mentioned. That's really original. I first time I heard it. I have four journals and exchange them every day. That's uh, that's an in, in, an interesting idea that I can try uh, later, but uh, yeah, about journaling, uh, about limiting beliefs. Um, yeah, you need to catch them and rewrite them. I do that, but not on a daily basis, which was also interesting. And uh, maybe I can add it. My journaling consists of uh, in the morning I write uh, affirmations and I pray. Uh, then I do like productivity. I have like one to 10. How was my productivity? Then I write like a uh, couple of comments under that when I end my day. And then I have like gratitude and looking back at my day. And then I, that I, I do every single day. Uh, about journaling, I don't know if you want me to go like uh, the benefits of journaling. On, I'd, anyway. love, I'd love to hear about how you've personally experienced benefits yeah yeah a little bit about uh, like uh, well journaling and especially especially journaling every day is really interesting it's like uh, it's really benefits are um, well i don't know if like the science has named all the benefits but uh, journaling certainly helps with self-doubt and that inner talk uh, because you know you, you can look back at uh, the things from a different perspective when you write them down and it's like when you write uh, the words on a paper yeah it's uh, sort of magical uh, because you know if they stay there for like i mean they, they can outlive you if you have a good pen you know mm -hmm. and that's why books and, and and like quotes and everything like that it's so cool because it it outlives it outlives you mm -hmm. And uh, especially gratitude is uh, really important. Gratitude is one of the... With gratitude, you can be happy. Because most of the unhappiness and depression stems from uh, looking at things you don't have. And when you flip that switch and start to look at the things you have, it's like uh, you can be happy again. You know, you have feet, you have hands, you, you, you see good... You have ears and mouth and tongue. That's great. And I and I had full of hair. But okay, I mean, uh, journaling. I don't know uh, what to say about it, as, uh, except every every great. <clears throat> I think every everyone great does some kind of journaling. I've heard a lot from from successful people that I listen to that 
their teachers walked around with journals, like billionaires walk around with journals. And money, money is not just the signal of, you know, inner peace, but it also is a reflection. If if you are internally at a good place, your external results will reflect that. So that's why I'm not a big fan of people who who despise wealth and money, because the more wealth you accumulate, the more you can help other people. Like, have, have you thought about that one, my friends? And well, what, what I wrote down was that we need this balance between routine, action, and tracking. Because it's easy to fall into these, these misconceptions that if you have this super long, extravagant one hour, two hour morning routine and nighttime routine, that that's going to change your life. But the thing is, you, you do need a routine. You need something to structure your morning and your night with. But if it's so long that you're not getting work done, like actual work accomplished, your routine isn't working, okay? You, you will not get results if you're not actually doing deep work. But the routine has a place. So again, it, this conversation has come full circle. We mentioned balance way earlier, and it comes down to balance again. But then the other thing was, so we need a balance between routine, taking action, and tracking. And when we pay attention to these three areas our life will incrementally get better. That's inevitable. So focus on routine, taking action, and tracking throughout your days. And then that scarcity mindset. So you you mentioned our negative emotions usually come from our inner dialogue when we are looking at someone else, comparing to someone else, and admiring what they have that we don't. And this is a tough topic. It, what I like to do if I catch myself comparing to another person is really going over, like you mentioned earlier, the accomplishments, the improvements in, in paying attention to how much I've grown. And instead of looking at that person in a jealous type of way, I look at them as a true inspiration, someone to actually admire and to, to base my next movements off of. Because, so this is a great point. Earlier, we spoke about we how it is kind of a, a natural need to spread a message. Maybe it's because we, we know that the technology is fresh and it's never been been possible to reach this many people before but oh man man i lost my train of thought that's disappointing <laughs> so so i was speaking on yeah we we can just transition because when this happens usually it comes back but not immediately so okay. let me just ask you a solid question okay what guidance would you give to your younger self uh -huh. uh, yeah how how uh how much of curse words can i use it's <laughs> it's free man we're we're passionate that's what i embody <laughs> i don't think we should swear every sentence but when there's passion there go for it <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to make jokes, but 
uh, what uh, what I would say to my younger self, I I would leave him be honestly. I I wouldn't say anything. I think uh, the un I mean the the universe does the dance, and just uh, let it flow. You're on the right way, even though you're doing now you're in the, some bad shit. Uh, you land properly. Just uh, just do, okay. Let it let it be. I wouldn't do anything, honestly. And uh, I'm oh, sorry. No, you continue. What were you uh, saying? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to add to the last thing that you mentioned: uh, other people's uh, when you envy other people's success. I had trouble with that too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just uh, I think it's a limiting belief that uh, when someone else succeeds that you lose but it's completely up the opposite if someone else succeeds you succeed with him if someone else eats and gets more to eat i mean you'll get uh, the part if my friend succeeds i mean uh, he will become better and he will help me improve if my uh, client succeeds that's my success i mean uh, i helped him i helped him succeed i mean it's it it gives me confidence in my own skills, and uh, uh, what else? I mean, if my if anybody succeeds, I, I should be happier because you know uh, I succeed. People around me eat. If that makes sense. Yeah, it it does make sense, and I I think everyone struggles with this. It is a hard thing, and. What's helped me stop being jealous of others is this understanding that, okay, Justin, you you need to realize that jealousy doesn't hurt that person. It's only hurting you. It's It's hurting your internal state. And you are sending a message to the universe by hating or being jealous of others' success that you don't like success, that you don't like winning. And, and instead, the the better thing to do, even if it's someone you're jealous of or someone that you have resentment toward, because I had resentment toward my high school girlfriend. She, We both made mistakes and we both went through a lot of learning processes. But just like you said, I wouldn't redo any of it because I needed that pain i needed to go through those situations but but eventually after a little bit of healing myself i was able to stop the grudge the resentment i had towards her i don't want her back in my life not at all but i i wish nothing but goodness upon her and that that's because the resentment and it's not because i'm some holy person it's because mm -hmm. i realized the grudge the resentment was hurting me so when i realized that i said well i don't have to love that person but I shouldn't be negative toward them either. I shouldn't have these terrible thoughts because of some past that was challenging. We we grow, we move on, and we learn from situations. So this is what I, I, I remembered what I lost my train earlier. I wrote it down. So I wanted to mention that we have this opportunity that was never there before. So there's been books, books have been written for so long, but the videos on the internet for free 
give us the potential to become the most intelligent generation ever because people never had access to the wisdom that we have access to at the touch of our fingertips for free. And I think that is why we're so inclined to share a message because we know we have these teachers, we have so much wisdom and it's our job to distill it for future generations. Maybe, maybe other people um, feel that way. That was kind of just a thought I had, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense completely. And I didn't think about it until now, but yeah, it, it, uh, it felt like it really solid uh, observation. Mm. And so this, we can end off with this last question. What would you recommend that people don't do? I know it's broad. Just give me, give me whatever you think. Uh, don't do. Well, I would, I would say, um, stop taking so much information. Um, there's a lot of uh, information outside, and there's like overloading your brain, and the you need uh, the the wisdom is inside you already. And uh, when you have too much shit going on, you can't reach that wisdom, as you just said, and uh, before. So don't uh, when you're outside, don't listen to music. Be uh, without earphones. Don't stop listening so mm. much to music. Stop <laughs> watching so much mu movies, TV shows. Mm. It's like you live in uh, a virtual reality that you don't live in truth. You don't live in reality, and uh, uh, control the consumptions of social social media. It's frying your brain. Uh, the the thing you need. The thing that helped me is. Uh, I banned everything and uh, I have like YouTube on TV, but it's so uh, an ugly interface that I, I, I can't uh, really watch it for long. So that's how I control it. And then mm -hmm. when I turn it on, bam, I, I land on some good video like Alex Hormozzi or someone like that. And then I learn, uh, then I, uh, I learn a lot and then I can take action on it. When you take too much information, you don't take uh, action. Mm -hmm. So cut uh, the amount of information <clears throat> so you can take action on the action is what matters. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Like I wanted to end with something practical. I always like to get, get uh, quite deep and then end with some practical guidance. And that is great advice for individuals. And I, I would say just, be intentional with your time. So we all have 24 hours in a day and we're not suggesting that you don't consume information. What we're saying is that maybe in your 24 hour day, you spend an hour or two or three consuming educational, high quality content, maybe on psychology or entrepreneurship or building the brand, whatever you want. I, I would suggest maybe an hour of intellectual education and an hour of practical business, physical education. That is a nice way to make sure you're not going too deep into the spirituality or too deep into the materialism because we need a balance. And just, just that, that point of sometimes 
you need to turn off the screens. You, you really should not be looking at these screens for more than three or four hours a day. Like, and that is on the higher end. I just say that because a lot of business, a lot of the powerful spiritual message is spread via screens. So it, we, we need to learn how to balance these things. That's where we'll end off. We need to learn how to balance life. Your, your financials, your physical, your intellectual. Yeah, you need balance. So if if you want to send them anywhere, where, where do we want to send people? You mean like, uh, well, I have a Twitter account. Yes, yes. Tell them your Twitter <laughs> account. Okay, like uh, you can find me on uh, at uh, Theodor Zerinsky. I post, uh, yes. And I'll link that in the description because that's a that's a unique name. So <laughs> I can't you. spell it. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a Slavic it's a Slavic name. I uh, well, I chose it myself. It's not my real name, but uh, it's another topic. But it's like ten reasons for it, and it uh, it's like yeah. Find me on Theodor Zurinsky, and de- uh, that's like you know when David Goggins uses his Goggins when he needs the alternative. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's kind of like that, you know. And uh, my my coach uh, said like uh, she read somewhere that you know the people that uh, suffered uh, traumatic events uh, sometimes create that second uh, persona or something that uh, that helps them you know get get over that uh, trauma that that, uh, that they can help get healed you know mm-hmm. something like that but okay you can find me on Theodor Zrinsky I'll write why my name is Theodor Zrinsky uh, in the future because a lot of uh, people around me my friends and everybody are weirded out <laughs> well i think it's cool i um once we get to a certain point in life, you know, our opinion of self, that's what matters the most. And see, I, I have not changed my name, but you know what? My old self is dead. He's dead, <laughs> completely gone. So I, I I agree with that point that you're, you've made. And uh, thank you. I, I had a blast speaking with you and I'm wishing you a great day, man. Uh, thank you, Justin. And uh, uh, thanks for the kind words and for uh, the podcast. I really had a, a lovely talk. And I think uh, anybody who's listening to this is uh, using their time properly. I mean, uh, uh, maybe I sound too nice or uh, that I want to get in someone's asshole. But uh, I mean, uh, the things that I heard about uh, how you phrase some things and how you convert some things and put into words are like uh yeah next level and i think you yeah i think this is really valuable good job man humbling me thank you i i um it absolutely means the world to receive that type of completely authentic compliment because you know sometimes you can just see through a fake compliment and i feel your appreciation i i and you did a great job too, man. Like we, we can't, we, this is the power of the internet. We come together completely across the world and we can have a strong connection and share a strong message. So let's go, let's keep spreading <laughs> the message and we'll leave off there. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Justin. Had a lovely, had a lovely time. Let's continue.